0: Hey ladies, welcome to the Diamond Hands podcast. So you want to own a med spa? Welcome to our community and explore the exciting industry of medical aesthetics and hear from experienced med spa owners and relevant industry experts to guide you on your path. Mindset, money, practice management, marketing, find it here. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Hands Podcast. Today we are so excited to have Clara Jolie, who is the marketing manager at Honey Skin Care Studio, and the owner, Marissa Wallace. How are you guys doing today?
1: Hi, how are you?
0: We're so happy to be back. Yeah, it's so great. So, you guys, they interviewed for the book and they're so fabulous. So, that's why we brought them back for the podcast. we're the best exactly <laughs> fabulous <laughs> we've been a second we've been past the second round <laughs> yes exactly so you guys the ones of you so those of you listening on the podcast only I just gotta say Marissa is out here snatched with a hat like it is oh, so cute. cute like I love I that back love.
1: to my hometown Park Utah
0: okay
1: very nice <laughs> I my family for the first time in a year it
0: was nice oh my goodness, wow, yeah, I know, we're we're all there right now. (laughs) So so basically, you know, I just wanna get into, um, Marissa, a little bit more of your background. Um, Just, you know, tell our audience, like how did you even get into aesthetics and tell us a little bit more about that journey into the aesthetics world.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, my aesthetics journey started at a very young age. You know, I started breaking out and had horrible acne by the time I was 13. I mean, I was the girl in school that everyone would talk about. I mean, I remember, you know, in my older years, my best friend, um, Michael, getting drunk one night and being like, yeah, I'm so sorry. I used to I used to tell my mom, like, I don't want to look like her. I don't want to look like her. Oh,
0: damn, <laughs> that's really deep.
1: I, so I had- <laughs> Hey, <different> Michael. <laughs> <theory. Yeah. laughs> and then Michael wasn't the best friend. <laughs> But, you know, I I just I struggled for a very long time with very cystic acne. And I remember being my mom taking me to my first facial. and, And from that point on, you know, being raised by a single mom who didn't financially have a lot of freedoms, um, mm-hmm. three kids on her own, I would ask mm-hmm. for birthday presents and Christmas presents to be facials. I was just oh. kind of obsessed with skincare at a young age, but I also had no guidance and I was doing everything wrong. Yeah. Well, so in my older years, I, I just, I'm very passionate about giving back people, their confidence, people, um, that education that I struggled so hard at young age to find. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I think that's where I started a boutique skincare studio. Um, I give so much time and so much education to each person. All of our facials are an hour and a half because we build in that buffering time to give that knowledge and education. We really hold people's hands and we don't just give, you know, a nice pampering facial. We give treatment plans. Um, We're really detailed with the work that we do here and we're all very passionate. Um, And we are really big on continuing education you know I had a lot of mentors along the way and it is some of the biggest mentors they have you know as hair studios where they do education every two weeks or every yeah. you know and and as an esthetician you know you go through aesthetic school and you come out and you only know so much fortunately I went to one of the best aesthetic schools in the nation national Institute of medical aesthetics okay uh, go girl the lady who owned it is a big mentor of mine. She, um, started spas and owned the top five medical spas in utah and then it was like why am i having to hire so many of these amazing personalities and girls that just don't know anything what are the best schools to hire from so she went around to all the schools in utah and she was like whoa they are not training the way that medical setup is advancing Mm -hmm. i'm start a school that trains medically so Mm -hmm. she had all the top high-end laser equipment at the school i did co2 laser resurfacing on my mom mom when I was in in school that like in aesthetic school you're lucky if you get to travel to a doctor's office and get a touch a laser or see mm-hmm. them the laser one time in your whole entire um, school mm-hmm. so I went to was very fortunate that we had a plastic surgeon on staff that we got to work with and we operated as a medical spa so I feel like I came out with a lot more knowledge than most people um, do after aesthetic school but there is a lack where, you know, students come out and, you know, if you're a hairstylist, you go into hair salons and you apprenticeship and you learn and you continue your education in team-based environments. But as an esthetician, we don't get a lot of that. We get put Mm. in in a room and we don't, it's very hard to continue our education. We have to really seek out, you know, reps and product knowledge and go to conferences and try the best to gain more knowledge. And I wanted to kind of create a group where, hey, every two weeks, no matter what, every week, really, but every two weeks, we're doing a continuing training where my staff, I feel like I can trust each and every single one of them to tackle any issue, complicated skin issue that comes through the door because of how well we train and how much education we give back to our clients, too. So...
0: Wow, that's really cool. I love it. And how'd you meet how'd you meet Clara? Oh, that's mm. I walked in here and I was like I am coming for this job. <laughs> oh, so you saw it and you were like, "Okay, I am bringing this into existence." <laughs> I came
2: in and at the time um, was Marissa and then a good friend of hers who has since gone to have a baby Pauline and I just I was like I was like put me on their schedule I need to have
1: an interview (laughs) Pauline was my office manager at the time
2: I just like strode right in. I was like I like this and I'm gonna do it Mm -hmm. and interestingly enough just like her I had a lot of um, skin problems when I was young I took Accutane for years I had like the classic uh, pizza face. So mm-hmm. I can definitely understand the need for somebody to like really meet like value them their skin
1: and feel like you know it gives them yeah. confidence. And in the last you've worked here for about a year, right? Mm-hmm. A year. Yeah. And in the last year, I mean you, you've had your own skincare journey. Yes. My Ooh. skin is so much better
2: than it used to be. Oh. I, I still have a little bit of like scarring and stuff yeah. like that. It gives me character. Yeah.
0: well I'm there too girl like I'm not pizza face you would call I'm chocolate chip face (laughs) that's how it shows up in my skin yeah underneath this makeup you know yeah I do my skincare but I have a lot of things from my youth that's not great so but that's awesome so I love that so and then you know Marissa how'd you end up in uh Virginia oh I dated
1: a secret service agent long distance for about a year and a half um, I lived in Park City, Utah. And I love adventure. I'm like the biggest adrenaline junkie that you can find. I like, I love doing anything outdoors. Like, yeah. you know, I'm super into rock climbing and just like crazy. Oh, wow. And so I was like, what? Moving to a concrete city? Uh-uh. So it took about a year and a half for him to get me out here. And then I finally, I made it out of here. And, and, uh, you know, I've I've slowly fallen in love and I've become a type A personality. (laughs) I love it. There's
2: some areas of Virginia, she's just like,
0: we don't go there. (laughs) <laughs> that's so awesome I love it there's probably are you a skydiver too do you do any of that in, in I have to
1: skydive I really want to but I want my first experience to be over something extremely beautiful like my brother and sister they skydived over the Canyonlands National Park which is oh like my god area. and so I'm waiting to skydive I don't want to just skydive anywhere for
0: my first time I want it to be <laughs> like something epic yeah. You're like, I skydived over a field in Virginia.
2: Yes, um, <laughs> we <laughs> did that. and It was really cool.
0: <laughs> but that's awesome. You want your experiences to be epic. I mean, just like you want your experiences for your clients to be epic. So that's a, that's a beautiful thing.
2: Skincare and skydiving
0: no oh oh no (laughs) that could be an episode y'all will do your own show on that i'll watch (laughs) 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 oh god i know right so we'll we'll do a special edition of diamond hands next year we'll fly out you know we'll get on video
2: (laughs) Tuesday, <laughs> oh fun. God. That would,
0: yeah, no, that'd be the day that I, nope. So, um, so, you know, the thing that I want to ask you guys, cause you guys, you know, really have great marketing, your website, everything. So tell me more about that. You know, um, you know, Marissa, if you can kind of like uh, tap into that. Cause I know you're the visionary and I know Clara, you, you, you are too. So what is your favorite like marketing hack? Would you guys say to really keep your, You know, prospective clients engaged and like interested in your content?
2: So I feel like this is a great question. And our Instagram and like social platforms and emails and everything have changed somewhat over the time. Mm -hmm. And she has like the vision for the brand, but I definitely think we've tried and we're working on keeping it really fresh and young. So like adding in memes and like looking at what kind of content does perform well and trying to keep a page that's like aesthetically really nice really pleasing but also just like being fun fun. very fun because
1: I mean there's a lot I mean we're in very trying times right now I mean we we even for marketing right now we're not doing events but we're doing like fun promos Mm. we're trying to still keep you know a fun light engagement with people because people are struggling right now
0: you're right joking it's like they look for like they look
1: forward to coming to us because mm-hmm. they're not going very many places right now yeah. we have a lot of spaces in our studio that's like very covid friendly like they're completely blocked off huge rooms mm-hmm. socially distanced and and where we are our protocols are extremely high i mean we're wearing masks we're wearing gloves we're wearing shields we're cleaning multiple times a day and so wow. people feel very safe to come here and, and they look. Forward to it so we that's were really true. trying to like get, like you know this is their one treat for themselves so yeah. and
2: another thing that's kind of more old school because the business of notice is so based on like referrals and women in the community will like see us on social or they'll talk to each other and they'll talk to their friends Mm -hmm. also I had the providers do like lists of clients and then we sent them like personalized thank you notes with like a little incentive so that like they know you know for the new year come back like it was so great seeing you thank you for trusting us with your skin Mm -hmm. just to remind them that there is this level of like a relationship there that's I think very important that I see develop with with clients and then the estheticians, when you know you you watch them make friends. Yeah, and what's nice yeah. is Claire
1: is like in, like kind of keeps on top of them for like handwriting personal ones, yeah. like weekly. You know, like hey, those important interactions that you had with your clients. Yeah. Like go take it a step further. You know, touch base with them in a couple of weeks from now with something that you wrote after your appointment and we mail off Mm. you know so with all these little touches on social media sometimes
2: people will do something like give us a big shout out and say and then they'll walk through their skin journey and if they do that like you know i'll find them an aesthetic record and send them a personalized thank you because it's like you know they're doing something really sweet for us and like lifting us up a little bit and i think Mm. one of the things one of the reasons i really like like have loved the business is she lifts up women a lot and she's very focused on female empowerment and businesses that are led and owned and run by women Mm -hmm. which I think is so important and I like if I'm looking you know in the beauty industry I don't want to see a bunch of like you know businesses led by men because I'm gonna go get you know hair lasered (laughs) off my body and (laughs) like you know every all of these things I'm like you don't understand what it's like to live in that world where you're constantly Critique for how you look, and a woman that is—you
0: know—she should be running this. She does run this, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with that a hundred percent, you know, I'm all about empowering women myself. And it was funny on, on, on LinkedIn, I'm like a stalker, like on all social platforms, but on like LinkedIn, like, you know, there's this woman, she owns like a coffee shop in like Denver. I'm like, why am I not buying my, and she like, you know, brews. her, she has a like coffee bags. I'm like, why am I not buying my coffee bag, my bags of coffee from her? Like she's a woman like, you know, and I, and I love that stuff. And, you know, kind of um, speaking and like moving on with like motivation and consistency you know, um, Marissa, I, 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 as a leader, you know, you you have to lead your team every day, and and what do you do in order to stay motivated and consistent every single day?
1: Staying very organized and having a lots of to-do lists with all of my different staff, and touching base with all of them, mm-hmm. like having weekly meetings, having. Um, and, and having that scheduled out quarterly, so like we take a quarter at a time, and we plan out our training schedule, we plan out our meeting schedule, um, and so that nothing kind of falls behind. So just like consistency um, with with mapping out a game plan way ahead of time.
0: Yeah, that's that's excellent advice, and you know, and and also, Marissa, I want to ask you. You know what's a business goal that you accomplished that you thought you never would have been able to, and then you looked back and you were like, "Ooh, girl, you did that!" Like, what was the situation?
2: Uh,
1: that's a good question. I, that's a really good I question. Wonder, like, I wonder. I feel like I feel like there's so many of them. I feel like she's you like, know, like I'm so good. There's so many times in my life where I've I've really I've either been in relationships or I've been in you know working relationships um, mm-hmm. where I you know I worked for several dermatologists um, before who didn't want to see me progress and grow because mm. they liked where I was at and they almost you made me feel a little less empowered like I couldn't do things on my own like I needed their help or you know even relationships like um, and. So I feel like when I was in my younger twenties, uh, the idea of owning a business like this and and having ten employees, I, I just look back and I'm like, I look at my 25 year old self and I'm like, you you didn't have the confidence in your confidence in yourself, but you knew what was possible. Yeah. You let outside influences make you think that it wasn't possible. And Ooh. and you know, once kind of approaching my 30s and realizing. You know, anything is possible if you really sign to it and if you really work hard for it. Um. So there's a lot of milestones that I look back on and I'm like, yeah, I I did that. Like I did that on my own because I just, I tunnel focused on it and I just, I didn't take no for an answer. I just kept on going and going and going until I got the answer that I wanted. And that's one thing that I would kind of say for younger people, like, don't take no for an answer. If you want something, go get it. Anything is possible. You just have to want it enough. And you'll find a way to make it work. You will find a a way to make it work. You just, you have to keep on pursuing it and don't give up.
0: Yeah, and 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 I I think that is so interesting. And even even I'm a big like power of the universe girl. Like I really believe in that. And it's like, you know, if you could even just kind of expound on your story, but how you met your medical director? Like I think that story is the coolest story ever.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so my medical director was actually a client of mine a long time ago, and she, um, I I was. She, she'd come in probably for like six months you know every single month for six months and we kind of got to know know each other and she's like you are so good you are so talented I have not been able to find an esthetician that knows as much and that is as talented as you are besides one girl in Florida um Mm -hmm. like why are you why don't you own your own thing why are you working for someone else and I explained to her I was like well you know I'm an esthetician I I like to treat medically, I can be very corrective, but I need certain tools to do that. And they're medical tools. Mm -hmm. And I have to do that under a a supervising physician. So I can't go out on my own because I wouldn't be able to, I'd only have half the tools in order to be able to treat the way I like to treat. And I want all the tools. And she's like, honey, you are so amazing. I have all the faith in you. If you ever want to open up your own business, here is my business card. I'm a doctor we, we can make that happen for you. Wow. Uh, you know, and a couple of years later, I, she's, became a good friend and you know a couple of years later I was ready to take that step and we chatted about it and, and made it work and and I've been through you know multiple relationships and dated doctors and men who have been like I could be your medical director I could be your medical director <laughs> you're like no m- multiple you know med spas even a guy who owned franchise mm-hmm. and I said no. Like she's a woman, I trust her. I have a long-term relationship with her, and I think there's something to be said about like a, like women empowering women, and and, oh. and the fact that she did that for me, and in a time I need the loyalty, and it just runs very deep.
0: So wow, that's that's amazing. I just I just love that when you put your intentions out there, people hear it, and then they're like, look. And then look at that, Honey Skincare Studio. (laughs) That is so amazing. And then, you know, I want to ask you both, um, you know, and and, and I'll ask you, Clara, like, you know, tell us, you know, what do you enjoy most about the business and the role that you play in Honey Skincare Studio?
2: Hmm. I think that, hmm, now I'm thinking about it, Um, I really have grown to love and appreciate the. I think going back to the female empowerment, the connection and the bonds I've formed with everybody who works here. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're like a very close knit. We have a very special
1: team. And -hmm. it's like,
2: it's a good team. And I think that they're very supportive. And I also think that I, I have definitely realized like how much of a change we're making in a lot of people's lives by watching them come in and out. And so I feel like for myself i know that i'm giving people a chance to like see themselves as like a brighter and more like just a better version of them and i i feel like that
1: makes me happy at the end of the day you know what i mean yeah
0: that's amazing what about you yeah what so about you, me
1: i mean i have been such an operator for such a long time mm-hmm. and and then the last two and a half years like really under, um being able to give back in a more of a leadership role more of a mm. team being able to share my skills being able to like learn more about people and personalities and how to put together a really solid team based on those things like my hiring process is really rigorous and I really look for like what 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 motivates people Mm. what um like uh what kind of environments are they looking for and really finding out what what people's motivations are and what drives them Mm. before even hiring them in because there's a certain type of team that I wanna create. And then once I have that team member really like pushing them to grow. Like I, Mm. I really push each and every one of my girls to grow further, and mm-hmm. even when sometimes they don't want to grow themselves, I see the potential in them. Well. And pulling that out, of them. It's like you don't get a chance to not grow. You know, I like, I like, you know, because sometimes there's insecurities and there's there's lots of underlining things, and 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 just kind of realizing my ability to see that now as a leader and and help and help pull that out in people is is pretty special. So.
0: That's, That's so amazing. I right yeah, I, I love that. You know, because there's different meshes of personalities, and if you have too many of the same people, you have too many cooks in the kitchen. It's like there has to be leaders, and there have to be people who look up to leaders. It's just what it is. And there's people who are like really strong at this, really strong at that. Like, who's person who's strong at analytics may not be strong at customer service. You know, there's there's different things.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, and we we also you know we acknowledge and we talk about like what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses. Yes. You know, we we talk about all of it. Like we do the Tony Robbins disassessment. assessment. So I have I have like a whole spreadsheet of everyone. We all and we all do it. That's so cool. You <laughs> came on right after we the whole entire staff did it, and we all talked about each other's and like oh. and it also helps you understand how to communicate with each other, right? Mm communications out they are look completely other than others <laughs> and you can understand your co-workers better if you just open up and talk about it once a year you know
0: yeah that's fabulous I, I I I'm so impressed by you guys like I love it like you you have like so like a lot of wisdom that people in their 40s and 50s don't even have they they have no clue about this stuff I think it's amazing <laughs> yes, <no>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so, and so you know how there are roadmaps, there are like little tips and tricks that are, you know, that have been formulated by huge professionals in the business industry. There's so many resources that we have now. And as as business owners, it's kind of a responsibility to, Hey, we are operators turned owners, you know, like there's like not a, I didn't, when I first started there, I didn't think there was a lot of roadmaps. I was trying to ask other, you know, owners and other businesses like how do you do this how do you do that but there are there are roadmaps and one of the one of the biggest impacts on my business was going to Tony Robbins Business Mastery level two with a girlfriend who um, had done his level one and she invited me as a friend to the, the level two and I learned so many things and I'm like hey there are roadmaps. And if you just like take the time to implement and keep on on um, implementing them um, yearly, you know, you can get some pretty great results. So,
0: wow, that's so cool. Oh my God. So, you know, kind of moving forward, I want to ask you guys, you know, what do you believe was, or, you know, I'll ask you, I'll put put this toward you, Marissa. What do you believe was one of your biggest challenges as you were growing your business? And like, who or what entities did you feel like you had to prove wrong?
2: <laughs> that's a hard question. <laughs> but a good one.
1: A good yeah, question. that's a good one. Um, um, you know, the biggest challenge, I guess, starting my own business, and I think for a lot of people is like, you know, financial, like how am I gonna to afford to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, how am I gonna to afford to do this? And I I did, I made a lot of sacrifices um, in order to buy starting off, you know, with just me and a hydrofacial that I had bought for myself at a dermatologist mm-hmm. office, buying more lasers and equipment. Like these are hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of equipment that you have to accumulate over time. And I think, you know, that was probably my biggest struggle. And I think kind of staying true to myself and just sacrificing, you know, like, hey, I can't buy some of the personal things that I want. Like I put Mm -hmm. everything I need for two years right back into the business. Um, I'm proud that I don't have any loans for my business. I didn't, you know, need, um, you know, to take a business loan, I because I just everything that I made, I I I sacrificed for two years to put it all back into the business, mm-hmm. Um, and then I think the proving wrong. I mean, I don't think I really had to prove it. Like,
0: what was the last part of the question? Well, it was a matter of like you know, were there like naysayers? People who didn't believe in you that you know you like essentially I mean, proved them wrong.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think there was. You know, some people that I had worked for in the past, who, you know, and and just people that didn't believe I could do things in the mm-hmm. past. I, it just I wasn't trying to prove for them them, but I was trying to prove myself. Amen. Kind of had hold held me down, like like didn't have faith in me. Um, you know, like the Secret Service guy I moved out here for. He's like, mm-hmm. what? Are you going to afford to start your own business <gasps> and I actually when I first moved here I went really to DC I really wanted to go to nursing school mm-hmm. and he totally was against it didn't understand it and it's something that I didn't end up doing and I look back now and I I thought he was so much older than me and he was so much more wise and I let that influence my decision and I and and now I don't let anything influence my decision but those are small mistakes that you make when you're younger and I would say, If there's anything that you want to do or accomplish, don't let anyone tell that you you can't because there's always a way. There's always a yes. There's always going to be a yes if you just search hard enough for it and you work hard enough for it.
0: So that's deep. I mean, it's like, it's so interesting just how much our partners in life, you know, whether they're only there for a while or they're there for a long time can really affect family. Yeah, they affect how we think if we aren't careful.
2: Yeah. If we aren't, that's the key <laughs> <laughs> the
0: key, yes, exactly, so you know, um, I so the, we're kind of winding down here, so I just want to know, um, if you could give me one example of one of your most inspiring client stories
1: mm. <laughs> I can't think of one off the top of my head i mean i'm I know I have so many, there's so many people that have made such big changes in their life. Like, um, with just, I mean, uh, some women that have been, have been so sun damaged that have so much melasma on their face, like women that don't feel confident, like leaving the house without makeup on their face. Yes. Like a lot of it. I, 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 it just makes me, it, it makes me feel so amazing when I can change a teenager's you know, where they have such low self-esteem, mm-hmm. women that they feel like they have to hide between, behind a full face of makeup and they yes. don't feel comfortable in their own skin. And they even wake up in the morning and try to hurry and put it on before their husband wakes up, mm-hmm. you know, when I can make it big empowering changes like that, where I can make people feel confident and beautiful in their own skin and makeup just becomes mm-hmm. an accessory. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the biggest reward for me. And I feel like yeah. I have not one, I have hundreds of those stories. Yeah. So um, I can't think of off the top of my head, like one specific, I can think of some of like, you know, images right now are coming to me of some of my worst clients that I'm like, had been to so many dermatologists or, oh. doctors or so many, you know, um, different people and, and didn't get help. And I was able to give them help, which feels wonderful, but yeah. not any specific story. in
0: well, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's like, you know, you've been able to scale, you know, changing people's lives, you know, and, and, and that's, that's a huge deal. Um, and, you know, and I would ask you, uh, Marissa, what is your biggest piece of advice for those coming into the industry who want to essentially own a med spa business like you've done?
1: I would say you kind of have to you have to understand that you know most business owners are operators that turn business owners. And so you I would say spend some time really doing some research on business development and like what that looks like business structuring read a lot of like books top books um and get a fundamental because there's so many different parts of the business there is marketing there is accounting you know there's training there's there's uh taxes like there's so many parts to it and kind of having not going into it blindly like most people do and trying to get a good hold on like what does the business development look like and like and 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 doing a little preliminary research before you know you just have to hit the ground running and go 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 um yeah and then you know you're going to figure it out don't worry you're going to figure it out you just got to keep on pushing forward keep on moving past there's going to be a lot of hurdles Mm -hmm. and as long as you're like a no there's no problems only solutions type of person. You're going to succeed. Like, and you just got to keep on having that mindset. You know, there's no problems, there's only solutions, 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 because that's what being a business owner is. Yeah. It's all about the solutions, you know, and those, keeping a, those, those, those positive solutions. You can't focus on the problem, you have to
0: focus on the solutions. Amen. <laughs> I went to church. That was, that, was, that was good. Like, I love that. There's no problems, just Solutions, solutions, solutions. That's, that's deep stuff, I love it. So last thing I wanna ask you guys, because everybody wants to know after this fun interview, where <laughs> can we find you on their internets? Let us know.
2: So you can go over to, I would like to say, go over to our Instagram page, Honey Skincare Studio, or visit our, visit our website, and that's just the Honey Skincare Studio business site. We do have a LinkedIn, but it only has thirteen followers, so don't <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's LinkedIn. It's a little bit, but no one wants to see us on LinkedIn. Yeah, uh, so, yeah. yeah. Or just come in and say hello. We are in Arlington, um, in Virginia. Yeah, Arlington, Virginia, in a space basically
1: um, on off Wilson Boulevard. Yep. Yeah. Like right downtown in Arlington. So
0: yeah. yeah. That's fabulous. Well, everyone, all of the information is going to be, you know, linked in the episode. Thank you again, Clara, Marissa, you are a leader. Uh Thank you so much for your expertise. This episode, you guys is really going to help some women, even women that are in business right now. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah. And one more thing I would, I would also put in there is like, Find mentors, find yes. mentors in the industry and don't be afraid to reach out to them and ask them questions. People love to help um, and especially if they know that you need help. So yes. don't be afraid to reach out to top people in the industry, even yes. if it's not maybe in your area, if it's in other states and sit down. I mean, the two two, my two most biggest mentors before I moved to Washington, D.C., I sat down for an hour or two each with them. And I just racked their brains on everything about their businesses because they had the two top leading businesses, uh, top hair salons in Utah, top men's spas in Utah. Wow. So that's the only other thing I would add to this. Sprinkle podcast. it on there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: sprinkle, sprinkle. We love the sprinkles. We're all about it. in <laughs> there, <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> all right. Like what you heard? please leave us a review. I appreciate you listening and your support. Follow us on Instagram at planlifehappens and comment on this episode's post. Also, I appreciate your feedback and ideas. Improving is the name of the game. I'm Leslie Tracy, your host. Thanks for listening.